0: Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over fifteen years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, I'm just going to wait a few minutes because I want to give a couple people a chance to get um, joined in in our group here. Um, I know that a lot of you will not be watching live, so I won't always take a lot of time in the beginning to get everybody joined, but I do also know that some of you will be watching live. So I want to give you a chance to get logged on Um, this week. I have set this up to stream directly from my data. So I'm hopefully I'm hoping hopeful that that makes it better than last week it was interesting because I've always done a live every time we'd done this and I've never had that issue, uh, that I had last time. So we didn't know maybe it's because I was doing it in my office. We weren't quite sure what the situation was. So this week we turned the Wi-Fi completely off and I'm just streaming from my data. Uh, so I'm hoping that we don't get any pauses like we got last week. So that's, that's my hope. Um, again, remember that, uh, I will save this and that you can go back to this video anytime in addition to the fact that um, we, we posted it as a podcast on Monday. So if you decide you'd like to listen to it again, uh, sometimes listening to it as a podcast is a little bit more effective because the Facebook, you really have to be in a Facebook app. Uh, and then as soon as you go to switch to a different app to maybe do something else with your phone, Uh, you, you won't, uh, you'll lose it, you'll, you'll lose your videos. So sometimes listen to it as as a podcast. If you're going to do it a second time can be more effective. Okay, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about just some basic admin and some dates. Um, Typically, we will always have one week out of the month that we won't have a session just because of a holiday or something that will come up. Um, And then usually what we do is on that seventh, seventh month uh, we we extend out like by three more weeks just so that we can make up for the dates Um, the fourth of July is coming up I'm working on the fourth of July so I'm going to go ahead and record a uh, session Um, obviously there will be some of you that won't you know be part of that live and I understand but I'd like to have you guys not miss a session just because we had so many months that we had to extend this I'd like to see you all get your sessions in Um, In addition, in August, uh, we have two dates that we will not have sessions. So uh, August the 1st is when uh, we have several of the trainers and clients that are doing a bodybuilding show, and I don't typically go to them, uh, but because my employees are in it, I will be at that one. So the 1st, we will not have a session, and the 29th of August, we will not have a session uh, due to the fact that I will be out of town. So the 1st and the 29th of August, we will not have sessions. So like I said, normally each month we would have a week where we would not have a session. But for June, we will have all of our weeks uh, as normal. And for July, we'll have all of our weeks as normal. So it'll kind of make up for the fact that we will have two weeks in August where we won't have a session. So just to give you a heads up. And for those of you that have not scheduled your personal training session, Please feel free to reach out to me. Feel free to reach out to Justin, and we'll make sure that you can get that scheduled. Since we're really not doing, um, you know, a group class for all of you. However, we do have some of our group classes, you know, still going. We have a, a more limited schedule. Uh, If you wanted to, you could attend two hours of those group classes to be comparable to that uh, personal training session. So please know that that's an option for you as well. If you decide you don't want to do a personal training session, you'd like to come in and take two of the classes uh, for the month of June uh, and for the month of July, that's perfectly fine. Okay, Okay, great. Well, I hope you guys got some good information out of last week. I hope that that kind of puts you into a a state where you feel like you're ready to go down an anti-inflammatory, antihistamine path and that you have a better understanding of blood sugar control and just what it takes to build a foundation with your blood sugar, understanding that at the end of the day, you have to pay attention to your ingredients. And if you don't pay attention to your ingredients, you're. You could be within a macronutrient profile every single day with every single meal. But if you don't pay attention to the ingredients, you can still have responses in your body every single time that you eat. Rather, you're within your macros or not. Now, I'm not a macronutrient chaser, and uh, I I noticed that one of you uh, asked the question about, well, exactly how much of this or exactly how much of that should I have? So if you're curious about that, I did answer that question out in the group, Um, but I'm not one to try to assign that because there's different seasons of your life that you're going to need different amounts, okay? The heat will change the amount that you need. Uh, The amount of work and working out that you do will change the amount that you need. You have to learn the way you feel and design a program based off of how you feel. And and, and that doesn't necessarily always mean, well, I'm hungry, so I need to add more food. Sometimes it can mean, well, I'm imbalanced. I'm leaving too many too long a gaps in between my meals. I'm not getting all of my nutrients, as we discussed last week. And we're going to be talking about those things further and further as we go. Um, But today, I want to talk a little bit about ingredients. And the the first uh, uh, type of food that I want to talk about, it's very important that you kind of learn and understand what you're putting on your food. The first thing I want to talk about is salad dressing. This is a food that uh, during my radio show, for those of you that didn't know, for almost seven years, I had a radio show on FM News Talk 97.1 on Sundays. And I would do at the very end of the show, a segment called Name That Food, where Roger would read out ingredients and it was like a game show. There was noises or song, and we had our own song and everything and then uh, we would you know, have people type in and guess what the food was. But of course, me and my producer uh, would try to guess with Roger. And then when Sophie was there, she would try to guess too. Her guess was always gummy bears. And the one time that Roger actually did gummy bears, she almost fell off of her chair that she won. Uh, so we would always do salad dressing and it, it would be like every three months we would do a different salad dressing and it would always blow people away that that was salad dressing. Like no one ever really got the gist of that's what you're looking for in terms of bad ingredients for a salad dressing but people use salad dressings for so many different things uh, they go beyond just throwing it on a salad a lot of times people are marinating their meats in, in this stuff too so it's important to know or even sometimes people just put it as flavoring you know on top of roasted vegetables or just on top of whatever they're having so first i want to give you some ingredients on a very popular um, salad dressing 1st i'm going to give you the ingredients then i'm going to tell you what salad dressing it is and this is this is the most common salad dressing that people come in the door telling me that they're consuming first ingredient is vegetable oil soybean and canola oil water sugar salt non-fat buttermilk egg yolk natural flavors less than one percent of spices garlic onion vinegar xanthan gum modified food starch monosodium glutamate artificial flavors, disodium phosphate, sorbic acid, calcium disodium, um, EDTA added to preserve freshness, disodium insinate. And then also it just reminds you that it contains milk, soy, and eggs. So this is Hidden Valley Ranch. Uh, The saturated fat is two grams and the total fat is 14 grams. And that that serving size is two tablespoons. Um, Now, remember, It's 14 grams, so I want you to remember that, because we're gonna talk a little bit about the amount of fat that's in the others that I'm gonna suggest to you. However, the fat grams in this is coming from soybean oil and canola oil, okay? So soybean oil and canola oil are those oils that I talked to you about last week, which we will talk about in depth as we go. That will be its own segment at some point, it's just talking about oils. Um, that's those oils that are damaging to the inside of your body. So when you take them in, they cause that oxidative stress. And what does that mean? It means that the inside of your body becomes stressed, just in a plain matter of fact way, right? So it means that the inside of the body becomes stressed and that starts to create that pattern of internal inflammation. And that really can be an issue over time. I mean, that's one of the leading causes of autoimmune conditions is just that buildup of time over and over and over again of that oxidative stress especially something like rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or ms i mean you really want to stay away from those types of oils how many people maybe before you met me but how many people do hidden valley ranch all the time How many people give their kids hidden valley ranch okay so that's just the fat grams now it only says that it's two grams of carbohydrates and one gram sugar so you know people are going to look at that like oh this is a great salad dressing it's only two grams carbs only one gram sugar this is really good but let's think what is comprising those carbohydrates and that sugar gram what is it that's in here that's doing that sugar So it's, it's, it's the gram of sugar is from sugar. The gram of sugar is not from a fig. It's not from, you know, a little bit of lemon juice. The gram of sugar is from sugar. So they actually added sugar to it. When you see sugar in the ingredients of something, you have to understand that you're not concerned with the amount of sugar that's in it. Because sugar is sugar, and sugar will cause inflammation, Rather it's that amount or whether it's that amount. It's going to impact your insulin. So what you want to do is find a salad dressing that doesn't have any sugar in it. If it's sweetened, then it's going to be sweetened with stevia. Now, something I really want to talk about, though, is the fact that it has uh, modified food starch, what I would suggest doing is going out to Google and just typing in dangers of modified food starch. Okay. And then I would just go out and type in monosodium glutamate. I don't know how many of you know what that is. Monosodium glutamate. It's MSG so have you um had an experience where you had msg and you ended up with a migraine the next day or you ended up with a horrible stomach ache or your joints just started aching like crazy monosodium glutamate is toxic to your body, and I will share an article on it, but it is toxic. You don't want to go anywhere near it, okay? It's MSG, you do not want it, but it's not typed out as MSG, it's typed out as monosodium glutamate. So you've got to pay attention to that that is a dangerous dangerous add-in and i'm telling you it will cause disease it will cause you to end up with the disease so you want to really try to make sure you stay away from monosodium glutamate so those are the main things now also there's dairy in here so if you're trying to stay away from dairy then you're not if you're having Hidden Valley Ranch. Okay. I'm sure you know that, but just to let you know, this wouldn't be a dairy free option. Now I've selected two clean options that I want to talk to you about. And the first one would be a ranch alternative. Okay. And it's just the primal ranch. We uh, normally sell it. We don't have it right now because we don't really have a very well stocked supplement section just because we were closed down for two months but uh fresh time sells it and Deerberg sells it and so does whole foods so it's primal kitchen ranch and it is made with avocado oil so that is the fat source so when we look at the amount of fat that's in this in comparison to the amount of fat that's in the other one we don't want to compare the two. We want to be able to um, say, and I just want to, I have the ingredients for you, but I just want to be able to show you um, nutrition in primal ranch. I want to be able to show you what the difference is in fat Um, because that fat is not the same type of fat. So let's say the ranch dressing actually has the same amount of fat that wouldn't concern me that it was 14 grams of fat because it would be a good source of fat. Now I do want to read over the ingredients with you, but I just wanted to give you the opportunity to be able to see just how much um, here it is. Okay. So 13 grams of fat uh, in the, so the, the Hidden Valley Ranch is 14 grams of fat. Same serving size, two tablespoons, uh, but this one's 13 grams of fat. Not that big a deal. Uh, it has zero sugars, but it does have two grams of carbohydrates. Remember, Hidden Valley Ranch had two grams of carbohydrates and one gram of sugar. Reason it has one gram of sugar is because they added sugar. This has no sugar added to it, zero. Okay, so it's 120 calories uh, for that two tablespoons. And this one is 130 calories. So if you're starting to look at these things, you're thinking that they're somewhat equivalent other than the sugar, of course. Um, But again, this fat is a totally different fat than that fat. That fat in Hidden Valley Ranch is a disease causing fat. And you really want to make sure that you avoid that. Okay. Now my ingredients in this is avocado oil, water, organic apple cider vinegar, Organic distilled vinegar, organic gum acai, organic guar gum, cream of tartar, sea salt, organic eggs, organic onion powder, organic garlic powder, organic lemon concentrate, organic parsley, organic chives, organic dill, organic black pepper, organic rosemary extract. Now it does have eggs in it and it has nutritional yeast nutritional yeast is the only questionable ingredient in this product. The amount of nutritional yeast that's in it, I don't feel would cause someone a long-term impact, but I did just post in our group, and that's why we sell it. I did just post in our group this week, the dangers of nutritional yeast. So I wouldn't suggest you start making a bunch of recipes with nutritional yeast in it and you start throwing a bunch of nutritional yeast in there, I definitely would avoid that. But the amount that's in here and where it's listed on the list, I'm not concerned about it, especially if it gets your kids or your family off of Hidden Valley Ranch. What you, the risk you'd be taking with the nutritional yeast, as opposed to what you're getting from this Hidden Valley Ranch two totally different ends of the perspective of the spectrum. I mean, it's not, there's no comparison to it. So you really would want to try to um, make sure that you kind of work your way into this primal as a means for getting them out of that Hidden Valley Ranch. But otherwise, it has apple cider vinegar. It doesn't have any sugar in it. I mean, it's really a great way to try to replace the bad ranch. Now, another option, and I printed this one up, is the greek dressing which is going to be similar to an italian dressing only it's going to have a little bit of a greek flavoring to it it is avocado oil red wine vinegar the organic organic apple cider vinegar sea salt organic pepper organic oregano organic coriander organic garlic powder organic um lemon juice concentrate and organic or oil of oregano The beauty of oil of oregano is that it is a natural antibiotic. So when you have something that has oregano in it, it just naturally kills bacteria and kills viruses for you. So I always love eating food with with oregano in it. And I even take dried oregano and I put it on my food just to get that, that benefit of it killing bacteria for me. But this one would be even better because it doesn't have the nutritional yeast in it. I'm not saying that the ranch isn't an option, but if you're coming in the door with a with situation like me, where you're autoimmune, you've got issues, you, you do experience regular symptoms, you have digestive upset on a regular basis, then you would want to potentially consider not doing that ranch. And that's only if you have a very sensitive system. Okay. I mean, it, it really has to be a sensitive system for you. All right. Now, As far as um, which one would be better from a calorie, carb, whatever standpoint, if you're from a Primal perspective, they're pretty much going to be the same. So do what you enjoy in terms of flavor. Now, Primal has several different types of dressings that you could use, and they even have a mayonnaise, and they've used that uh, avocado, uh, mayonnaise in the mayonnaise, they use that avocado oil and that's what makes the mayonnaise acceptable. Uh, there's no bad ingredients in it. And as far as the other, uh, different types of salad dressings, the only one that I would be concerned with, there's two would be the honey mustard and the balsamic vinegar. And the honey mustard is because that honey is liquid fructose. And remember how we talked about fructose being a sugar that can really throw off your cholesterol and it can really throw off the liver as well as it can make it difficult for you to lose weight. So we don't want to put liquid fructose in there because you're going to try to remain between 15 to 25 grams of fructose in a day. And if you throw honey in there, you're out. I mean, you're out of the water. Once you start adding fruit, you're in excess for the day. Balsamic vinegar converts to sugar much faster. And the way to tell that, I only know this because like 15 years ago, I remember buying for my family uh, for Thanksgiving. I mean, or I'm sorry, this was for Christmas. I made a turkey breast instead of a turkey because I bought a filet of beef, like a an actual roast. Uh, and it cost me a gazillion dollars to buy this. And I was frightened the entire time I made it because I thought I was going to screw it up and waste the $150 I spent on the roast. It was ridiculously priced. I bought it at Annie Guns, but at the time I had extra money. I just wanted to do something somewhat lavish for my family. So they suggested that I buy this, this aged balsamic vinegar that they sold and they're right. It made it taste really good. And they just said, just put it in a saucepan and then pour that over it okay, I did. And that balsamic vinegar went straight to syrup. I mean, it just made this beautiful syrup. And then what it made it taste like was that I poured like honey, molasses, uh, maple syrup all over and, and that caramelized as I cooked that roast. Well, I mean, you just took a really good piece of meat that actually could have been fantastic for you and you you turned it into Diabetes 101. So, you know, it, it was a bad move on my part, but, you know, at the time it wasn't where my thinking was, you know, and I so I, I put all, my whole entire family at risk for diabetes with that meal, not to mention the dessert I had made them. So I've obviously changed the way I do things. That, that roast could be made, and it could just be made with red wine vinegar, or it could just be made with apple cider vinegar, and then I can put Stevia in there to sweeten it. So just trying to avoid the balsamic vinegar and trying to avoid the, uh, uh, the honey, you know, and the honey mustard, that would be the key. But otherwise, Primal has several other dressings. Now, you're looking to avoid sunflower oil, canola oil, soybean oil, peanut oil. So when you're looking at the dressing aisle, good luck. I go to the dressing out all the time to see if there's new dressings. Even at Whole Foods, I look to see if there's new dressings. Um, I even look at these primal uh, ingredients all the time because they recently got bought out by Kraft. So I'm sort of waiting for the day that it won't be a good clean product anymore. When I first started doing nutrition almost 20 years ago, there was nothing on the market like this. I mean, there was no way you were going to get a ranch dressing that was clean. No way. Uh, There was one dressing and it was Newman's only, and it was vinegar and oil. And that's all it was. It had seasoning, it had vinegar, it had oil. And so I would send all my clients out to Schnucks or Deerworks to get that. Well, sure enough, the Newman's brand got bought out. And without me knowing it, I'm sending people out to get canola oil, soybean oil dressing, and I just happened to skim it and look at it one day and realized it. So now I am I try to be really particular at looking at the ingredients on a regular basis for my clients. But you guys need to be doing that for you, too. You need to know what are these ingredients. And that's why I'm breaking them down for you, because it matters. It will change your life forever if you start to learn the impact that some of these ingredients can have on you but also that some of these ingredients can have on your children. I mean, if they're dealing with gut issues, if they're dealing with skin issues, allergy issues, headaches, fatigue, excitability, MSG is an excitotoxin. The dairy in there is going to be an issue. You know, there's so many components. Those oils are gonna be terrible for them. And they, they are growing at a very young age with those really bad oils being in them. So that could be creating disease in them way, way sooner than maybe what you and I would have had it created, okay? Because we would have ate it, maybe ate a little bit differently as we were growing up. Now, how could we do this on our own without even having to rely on the store? Guys, this is so easy. Salad dressing is the easiest thing in the world to make and you can make it in so many creative ways. You've got to try this. It changes your meals so much. Olive oil or avocado oil, that's your base. And what I would suggest doing is buying a salad dressing cruet okay, where there's a little marker on it that says oil, a little marker on it that says uh, vinegar. If you don't have one of those, go Amazon it right now while I'm talking. It's so worth it. I bought one one time at Williams-Sonoma. I still have it. I should have brought it to show you guys. It is so great. On, on It has four different recipes listed on the bottle. And so it says, now it'll, it might say ingredients that you're not gonna add, but you just modify. So it'll say, you know, apple cider vinegar this much oil, and it's the line that you're supposed to fill it to. And then it'll say, add Italian seasoning, add sugar, add this, and then it's done. And you've made the dressing, so you have the recipe on there. So you fill your line with your oil, then you fill your line with your vinegar, and then you decide what you want to season it with. Understand that Italian seasoning, if you just buy the jar, it just says Italian seasoning. That's a combo of all the different Italian seasonings a couple dashes in there. If you don't like all of them, then you can start buying them individually just buy oregano, just by thyme. you know, just buy rosemary. And then you can adjust it. Uh, you can buy, um, you know, like shallots and you could put shallots in there. You could put garlic in there. So shake it up put some stevia in there to make it sweeter, you have a dressing. Now, what's even more exciting is if you pull your blender out. If you pull your blender out, you can really make some fun stuff. Like I will put Dijon mustard, apple cider vinegar, oil, Italian seasoning, a little bit of stevia, couple dashes of hot sauce, blend that up, and I have like a mustard vinaigrette. If I wanted it to be thicker, almost like a mayo, I could put a huge tablespoon of that mayo in there with all of that to thicken it, or I could just put a little bit more of my Dijon mustard in there to make it more like a dipping sauce for my uh, chicken strips. I make breaded chicken strips with almond flour for John and Sophie, and they love them. And I think that's in my first cookbook, um, but they love them. And all I do is just take egg white, And then I put a bunch of seasoning in with the uh, almond flour and I just toss them in that almond flour, toss them in hot avocado oil that I've, you know, really warmed up in my skillet. And then I just build a crust on each side put them on a cooling rack. Then I take that cooling rack and I throw it in the oven uh, on top of a a sheet cake pan. And I let it cook a little bit more so it gets even crunchier and crispier. And then I make that mustard sauce and they dip into that mustard sauce and they love that. Now, here's another fun thing that you could do with your blender. Get a couple of thawed frozen raspberries so that they're really juicy. Throw those in with your... um, apple or uh, red wine vinegar with this because the red wine vinegar and the raspberry is really good. And then a little bit of tarragon and a little bit of stevia and then just some salt and pepper. It's so good. If you blend it, you make you make raspberry vinaigrette and there's nothing in there that you cannot not have. Like it's, you could have, you, you could have that every day and it's no big deal. Another thing I would suggest doing is go out to your phone. I'm just going to show you how easy it is. Click on Pinterest, hopefully all of you are on Pinterest. And all I'm gonna do is go to that little uh, uh, search for ideas bar, and I'm gonna type in the word clean salad dressing. And it is gonna come up with so many apple cider vinegar salad dressing, homemade lemon garlic salad dressing. If you've done nutrition with me, I've taught you how to do this. Homemade Italian dressing avocado lime dressing, lemon poppy seed dressing, smoky chili lime. If you're unsure of how to take one of these recipes and clean them up, post them in the group and I'll list what you would deduct and what you would replace that with. But if it calls for honey, just add stevia. You'll be fine. If it calls for balsamic vinegar, just add red wine vinegar or apple cider vinegar. If it calls for a bad oil, just put your good oil in there. But like the lemon poppy seed dressing is, it says it's Whole30 and it's paleo gluten-free, dairy-free. So when I visit that, I, you know how sometimes you click on these and you have to scroll a thousand times or down before you actually get the recipe. I just want to read you this just so you can see it's totally clean. And you could be making this, okay, it's three quarter cup of olive oil or avocado oil, one quarter cup of fresh lemon juice, that's a decent amount of lemon juice that you're going to have to squeeze some lemons, tablespoon poppy seeds, teaspoon Dijon mustard, two tablespoons mayonnaise, you would just use your um, avocado mayonnaise, salt and pepper to taste, and then asterisk asterisk honey. They say that because they are going to, at the bottom here, tell you uh, if if an unsweetened dressing is preferred, then you just add stevia to that to make that sweet and then blend it. So you will have yourself a creamy dressing there. It's so good. You don't want to take the time to do that. You don't have the time to do that. No big deal. You just go to the store and you buy yourself some primal dressing and then you're set. Okay. You can easily use this as a marinade. This is such a good quality marinade. What I'm going to tell you though is that when you marinate like that, you have to understand that a lot of that is going to cook off. Okay. I mean, very rarely do you still, I mean, you get the flavor, but very rarely do you still feel like you have the oil. Okay. You have to have that oil in order to have that fat. And that fat is what's going to sustain you in that meal. So if you truly feel like, you know, yeah, I, I burned the heck off of that marinade off, all right, it is it is not in there anymore, then you, you need to go ahead and add more fat, rather that be by adding some avocado to your meal, adding a little bit of this dressing on top of the finished product, uh, a little bit more oil on top of the finished product, something so that you get that fat in. Okay, so please remember that or guacamole or something like that. Um, so... That's, that's salad dressing in a nutshell. But I use that um, Hidden Valley Ranch because it still kind of blows me away that they have MSG in there. With with all the talk about MSG, I'm just so confused that that they're willing to, uh, you know, I would think they would be at a, a point that they would feel like it would be detrimental to their business if they continued to offer something with MSG because- It's actually just so popular now where, I mean, it's very clearly a very dangerous food. And I'm telling you, if you do not know that, like you're not familiar with the dangers of it, please take the time to read an article that I post or please take the time to read, just go out and type in dangers of msg it will blow you away there are people that take migraine medicine every single day and it's just because there's a certain food that they're eating and that certain food is providing them with monosodium glutamate and it's causing it or they're having cured meats which we'll talk about as we go and all the different meat curing agents will cause those migraines as well now the next thing i want to do is kind of give you an idea of something that you guys could prep something easy so I'm going to suggest using a crock pot for this. I know a lot of people that just use a big Dutch oven, but I haven't done that. So I don't want to give you uh, the wrong method and have you buy a roast and have it end up tasting terrible because of me. But this is my roast recipe of which I will take a picture of and post for you guys and I've made so many different roasts in my time just because it's so easy and I'm allergic to chicken. I don't feel good at all if I eat chicken. Um, and I tend to have some issues when I eat fish. So I have a very, very limited palate. I only eat meat once a day and I always eat grass fed beef and I usually only have three ounces. So, um, I eat beef every single day, so I can tell you a whole bunch of different ways to make beef, but I promise you, I'll talk to you about how to make chicken as well because I make it for John and Sophie, as well as I did spend the first um, 35 years of my life eating chicken, (laughs) especially as a bodybuilder. I ate more chicken than I know what to do with. Uh, Now, what I normally use when I make a roast is a chuck roast, and people will say, well, that's like, like, the lowest end of the totem pole there. Why don't you get like a sirloin tip roast or something like that? You can, if that's your flavor preference, if that's what you like, then that's what you do. But I usually go to a place like Annie Guns and get the chuck roast. Like I get like a really good high quality one or my, um, uh, uh, my farmer that I work with, I get chuck roast from her. And the thing I like about chuck roast is I can pull that thing out and I can see the fat. And so I leave the fat in and I cook it in the fat, but then when I go to pull it out of the crock pot, I can easily just chop that fat right off. Other roasts have that fat like marbled in between, kind of like a ribeye. You can't really cut the fat off on that, you know, which is why the ribeye is so delicious and why if I'm going to have an off meal, it's going to be a ribeye, which I literally have like once every three months. But... I leave the fat on and I cook it in that fat, but then I, of course, drain all of that and then I chop all that fat off of it, okay? So it still has that really good flavor. So I get a three pound uh, boneless chuck roast and that's something you could even get at Whole Foods too, but you really could get this anywhere. Um, And then I add salt, I add pepper, um, I use a little bit of olive oil, that I just kind of put on the bottom of my, um, uh, crock pot, just cause I don't want anything to like get stuck. And then I, um, will chop up a whole entire onion, like a medium-sized onion, depending upon if your family, like I have a family member that doesn't like onions. So I still cook the onion cause he likes the flavor, um, that uh, John doesn't like onion cooked. Sophie does. And I do. So I just do big slices, like the curvy slices so that we still get the flavor, but it's super easy for me to pull that onion out, set it aside. Then I can get all the meat. Then John's not stuck getting all these little finely chopped onions that he doesn't want to eat. So that's a good way to kind of suffice and keep everybody happy. Um, I do garlic. uh, I do beef broth. Um, I do beef broth. I like fully submerge the roast in beef broth. Now, not everybody does that. Some people take their chances and they only do half so that the natural juices will fill it. I don't usually take my chances. I just fully submerge it in, in uh, beef bone broth because I believe that's so good for you. So I like to get that anyways. And this is kind of fun. I add some lime zest, not the juice. the actual zest so that kind of brightens it up a little bit and then i add lime juice so i didn't mean to say not the juice but i add the zest and i add the juice and then i do um it says one large uh chopped uh tomato but i just do one can of chopped tomatoes Um, And sometimes I'll get the can of chopped tomatoes with like the jalapenos in there just to have something a little bit different. However you want to do this, this is your party. And then I finish with a little bit of cayenne pepper. And so it just all sits there and soaks in there. And I guess on here, I wrote down that um, I I bake it uh, on 350 for three hours or until beef is tender. Now, I don't actually do that. I use my crock pod and I just stick it on low and then I'll go maybe three or four hours flipping it around, seeing how it's doing. If that is not pulling apart easily, it's not done. So you just wait until it just forks apart. I mean, it should just pull apart completely. Um, That's the beauty of a chuck roast is it just falls apart and then you just get like shredded beef out of it. Whereas other roasts, I mean, there's nothing wrong with this. They still taste delicious. You'll have to take it out, take that fork, and then slice it. And that's perfectly fine as well, kind of almost like roast beef. Um, I just like this shredded feeling to it. And then I'll, I'll do some roasted green beans with that. I'll do some roasted carrots. I always like to, when I make roast, do roasted uh, Brussels sprouts. I'll get a little bit of the uncured, no sugar added turkey bacon. I'll make that on the side that I'll bake while I'm baking it. And then I'll just let it get super crisp. And then at the very end, I just crumble that all over it. And then I usually always bake my roasted Brussels sprouts with uh, onion. John doesn't eat the Brussels sprouts, so I do the finely chopped onion. And it almost becomes like fried onion uh, because it gets uh, roasted down. And Sophie loves that. I mean, she can eat the whole entire pan of roasted Brussels sprouts. Um, if ever you're, you get stomach aches or you get you feel like you get bloated, uh, just like Sophie, she she has issues with small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. So she gets bloating. Um, just take uh, an enzyme before you go to eat a meal like that. Like for her, I get her a kid's enzyme and I get it from O'Fallon Nutrition and she takes it before every meal uh, and that just helps her, her body to better break down uh, the, those meals. I take an enzyme before every meal. I take a vegetable enzyme and then I take a betaine to help me to break down my meat. And uh, betaine is just adding acid uh, to your system so that your body can better break that down. Um, And then I also give Sophie probiotics, um, but I do give her a special type of probiotics because she has small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. So she can't just do any type of probiotic because it could actually feed the bacteria that's in her gut. So she does a special type um, and my chiropractor sells those. But most kids would be able to do any type of probiotic. Just remember, if you're trying to stay away from dairy, that you want to stay away from the dairy type of probiotic, you'd want to get a dairy free one. And Garden of Life has a really good one for kids and a great one for adults, a men's and a women's formula. Um, So that's my suggestion. A crock pot roast. Again, if you wanted to do Dutch oven, then you could just throw it in the oven and do it the same way. But I personally feel like the crock pot's super easy. If you guys have those pressure cooker, I can't think of what they're called right now. If you guys have one of those, I don't use that. But if you have one of those, I've had clients that have made this roast and loved it. But that lime zest and the lime juice with the tomatoes, the chopped tomatoes, it's really a good mix. But please, you could just get a bottle of that Greek A primal dressing and your um, bone broth, pour it all in the container of the crock pot and close the lid. And then you would have a Greek beef taste. You know, I mean, you don't, making a roast is not complicated at all. And don't make it complicated. You know, if you're thinking that you'd like to kind of like open the door to some different seasoning ideas, no different. Open up your phone, go to Pinterest, and then just type in, I'm only doing this, I'm not trying to be annoying, but I'm doing this because I just want to show you the first things that pop up. Clean seasoning. Okay. And the first thing that pops up is an awesome one. Greek seasoning. Shows you how to make Greek seasoning. Oregano, onion powder, garlic powder, basil, dill, black pepper, salt. You make your own little salt shakers. It's like you get those little um, uh, spice shakers, like the empty ones. You make your own Greek one. And then uh, here's an awesome one. It has 10 spice blends. One's chili seasoning, jerk seasoning, poultry seasoning, barbecue seasoning, Italian seasoning, curry seasoning, Southwest seasoning, ranch seasoning, taco seasoning, Cajun seasoning. think of all the ways that you could change that roast just by changing the seasoning. Think of all the ways that you could change your chicken just by changing the seasoning. None of these have, anything wrong in them. All of these are okay. And if you just make your own little shaker, each day you can come up with something different. You can completely change the formula of the meat that you're having, okay? Or the vegetables that you're having too. So that's a great option as well. So please know that these are literally just the, the, the most basic things that are just coming up right here. And taco seasoning it is so toxic there's so many bad things msg maltodextrin dextrose sugar in taco seasoning you don't want to buy those packets okay please don't buy the packets frontier the brand frontier makes a mexican seasoning O'Fallon nutrition sells it fresh time sells it i do not know if Deerberg sells it but it's really not hard to make taco seasoning. So if you don't want to have to go and you don't want to have to get that Mexican seasoning, just type in the word clean and type in taco seasoning, and you're going to get a ton of different recipes. I was going to try to find this one for you of just how you could just easily make your own shaker cup of taco seasoning. So the reality is, is you do not have to put up with the bad ingredients. The bad ingredients are going to end up furthering those migraines that you're having they're going to end up making you swollen they're going to end up making you crave more food because you're going to end up getting sugar in what you're eating and it's just not worth it you don't need to take in those ingredients just to make your food be spiced up there's so many clean ways i'll try to find that frontier seasoning and post it for you well nutrition has always carried it and whole foods has in fact while we're sitting here talking I do this a lot because I just try to get you guys as many ideas as I can. I'm going to type in Frontier Mexican Seasoning on Amazon. And there it is. Mexican Fiesta Seasoning right there on Amazon. So Frontier is the brand seasoning blend. Now, they have other seasoning blends. But I'm telling you, you always have to look at the ingredients of something. I was once at Whole Foods, which I, of course, thought that uh you know because it said whole foods it was going to be okay which i learned i don't make that mistake anymore uh they do really make uh, i mean they're they're very cautious with what they have so i'm not putting them down but the lemon pepper was lemon pepper sugar they had added sugar to this lemon pepper <laughs> it was like what why did they do that it was lemon pepper and sugar Thankfully, I looked at it because I had actually put it in the cart and then I got a little bit further and I thought, I'm going to take a picture of that for my clients. That would be really good. I do this in Whole Foods all the time. I don't do it as much anymore because John and Sophie come with me now, but I used to do it all the time. So I go to take a picture and I flip it over to take a picture of the back for you guys. And it says sugar and I'm like, ah. I didn't even think to look at that. I just thought it was gonna be lemon and pepper. So it's not always what you think it's gonna be. So just be really cautious with that, okay guys? Make sure you look at the ingredients. Don't just buy a seasoning or a packet and not know what's in there. And remember maltodextrin, dextrose, and erythritol. Those are all corn. They're not gluten-free. Those are not the types of sweeteners that we wanna have they're gonna be corn-based or they're going to be not gluten-free or they're a sugar alcohol. So we wanna just stay away from those. That's definitely gonna cause swelling, it's gonna cause immune system issues, it's gonna cause flare-ups, it's gonna cause a furtherance or desire for more sugar, as well as it's just like, it it could cause headaches, it just cause general immune system issues as well, and digestive upset. Okay, now, next thing I wanna talk about is, an exercise that I'd like to see each of you start each day. Okay. If you've ever come into the gym and had one of the trainers do an assessment with you, this is an exercise that we recommend to everyone. Like no one leaves the gym without learning how to do this. And what is called is a chest doorway stretch. And I will also post a picture of it so that you guys can see it, especially for those of you that are just doing the podcast. A chest doorway stretch is going to be one foot in front of the other standing. So a split stance with your feet. And then your arms are not going to be up here and they're not going to be up here. They're going to be down here. Okay. And then you're going to push yourself through that doorway, opening your shoulders up, holding your shoulders back and getting all of this, a really big stretch. I would love to see you guys do that five or six times a day and hold that for a minimum of a 15 count, if not a 30 count. So what we don't realize is that this brachial plexus right here is a big part, that's a main traffic way for your nerves, for your blood, and for your lymphatic system. So when that stays a little bit compromised, so easy, what am I doing? I'm at my computer, I'm, I'm blocking the brachial plexus. You know, what am I doing? I'm at my kitchen, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing my food, I'm blocking my brachial plexus. Uh, what am I doing? I'm watching TV and I'm not sitting in my chair like this, I'm sitting like this, blocking my brachial plexus. I'm driving my car blocking my brachial plexus. We do more to block the brachial plexus than we ever do to open the brachial plexus. And most of your numbness and tingling that goes through or goes into your hands usually is because that brachial plexus is all blocked up. Now, a lot of times when women start or men start to lose their collagen back here, where they start to feel like they don't have the tightness to their skin that they want, it isn't necessarily body fat as much as it is that these lymph nodes right here are not able to drain because this is so locked up that nothing is able to drain. So it gets stuck back here and everything just sits and just stays clogged up. Like there's a traffic jam of lymph back here. And so that's why it can kind of feel like you have almost like a cellulite on the back of your arm. It, it's so many times is fluid. And if you go like this and you still see the white, it's because there's still fluid there. It it isn't necessarily always body fat. So please understand that. Yes, it's going to be important for us to work your triceps and to make sure that we get all that that, you know, functioning and to make sure that you're nice and tight and toned. But the reality is, is if you stay forward shoulder posture and that stays compressed, you're not going to activate your triceps like you should. Instead, you're going to activate your traps. Now, here's the secondary impact. Forward shoulder posture causes trap dominance, okay? That trap dominance is gonna cause a whole host of issues. One being headaches that come back here and go into your eyes because your occipital bone is right here and the fascia that is connected there connects all the way back behind your eyes. And if this stays tight, it pulls pressure from behind your eyes. Well, guess what? If this is forward, then this gets lengthened, this gets pulled on all day long. And that being pulled on all day long is gonna produce that pressure behind your eyes or those headaches right here. It's gonna produce that lack of drainage. Before we know it, these lymph nodes all in here are not draining like they should because we've got a major traffic jam right here, okay? What happens when these lymph nodes don't drain? everything rests up here when i bend over i have sinus pressure when i bend over i feel like i have to blow my nose when i uh, even when i take a zyrtec i still feel pressure i still feel like i have to blow my nose i wake up every day with my eyes feeling swollen those would be telltale signs that you're not draining properly the lymph is not flowing properly there's more to it than just this chest doorway stretch What I would suggest doing is this several times a day, but I would also suggest getting a lacrosse ball, which you can get on Amazon, super easy, or a tennis ball. Put it up against the wall and roll all through your chest, all around your pack, and then up and over your shoulder so that you're releasing this and allowing it to drain. There's going to be other exercises I'm going to show you that will benefit this. And it's really hard for me to not say, hey, let's talk until five today and I'll tell you everything now because that's what I want to do. But I can't. It's too much information and you guys just won't digest it all. But one thing you can do is stick your foam roller down the center of your spine, okay? Lay on it and open your chest up and just lay there like this on your foam roller. Foam roller will be on your glutes and it'll be on the back of your head, okay? So ultimately, if you do that for maybe five minutes a day, I'm telling you when you get up, like if I demonstrate it with clients, I have to go blow my nose, (laughs) because I'm like, okay, good job. And i am it's all draining down. And it's just because all this gets locked up. I'm a side sleeper. So when I sleep, I'm compressing that. I wake up in the middle of the night and I have no circulation to my arms. There's times where I even have a bounding heart rate in my neck because I've blocked the circulation off so much. Uh, my chiropractor has always done active release therapy. So they work on releasing that. He also does laser therapy, so he works on actually getting that loosened up for me, uh, adjusts my neck, um, adjusts this mid part of my back, and it makes such a difference for me. But that chest doorway stretch is the start. Laying on that foam roller with your chest up and then using that lacrosse ball on your pec area or that tennis ball. Just put it up against the wall and go one side and just let it roll all over. Then go to the other side and just let it roll all over. Remember, when you're laying on the foam roller, you're not moving. It's just laying on the center of your spine. Head and, head and neck are protected. Your glutes are on there, so your back is supported. And it's just raising you up that it forces your chest to have to stretch. Circulation is so important. You're gonna hear me say it a thousand times in the next six months. But you just don't realize how swollen you can stay on a daily basis just simply because you don't have circulation. If you exercise hard, and I mean, you have an awesome workout and you know you put forth so much effort, you could wake up the next day three pounds heavier because you didn't do anything to drain that lactic acid. So, taking an Epsom salt bath at night would benefit that. But that foam rolling, that stretching, you know, a guided um, yoga uh, uh, shutdown, a very mellow yoga class on YouTube would be good. You've got to focus on your weaker links. So, when things get super tight, you're only going to be as strong as your weakest link. So, if you're super tight in this area, your strength stops right there because it won't go past that block of that tightness that you have. So you've got to make stretching, foam rolling a priority, chest doorway stretch every single day. Get into a habit of consistency. Every time I walk into the kitchen doorway, I'm going to stretch my chest. Every time I walk into my office, I'm going to stretch my chest. Every time I walk into the bathroom at work, I'm going to use the stall and I'm going to stretch my chest. Like Find a pattern of consistency. Every morning when I go to get in the shower, I'm going to hold for 30 seconds and stretch my chest. You seriously will start to feel the circulation flow. It is remarkable. I have a client, and this was back when I was at Powerhouse 15 years ago, um, who was going to get surgery... For um, why can I not think of it? Oh my gosh. Uh, when you you go completely numb in your hands, I can't think of it, doggone it, uh, where it's usually for someone that does very consistent things. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. She was going to have surgery for it. Okay. She was literally in braces and she was going to have surgery on both hands. She worked in a factory and I just said, okay, let's just take a month and just work on the dynamics of your upper body and trying to regain circulation. And do you know that she never went for that, that surgery? You know, I never promised her that, but I believed with my whole heart that, that that's what was causing the block. But she could have went for that surgery. Now I can't think of what it's called, but she could have went for that surgery and had not really needed it. So we did. We were diligent. I mean, we did lacrosse ball work always. We worked her back here. We worked on always having her chest opened up. We worked on loosening up her traps. But then the weight training that we did with her, we did it to specifically build her back so that it worked at holding her back. When you're working with weights, you want to work with doing movements that are gonna cause you to stay in proper position. So the proper back workout can actually work at holding you back and keeping you back so that your circulation stays improved. And then when you couple that proper back workout with the proper stretching and foam rolling, you really can, you really can change things. Uh, so numbness and tingling in your hands, I'm telling you get with someone that knows what they're doing, Anyone here in Integrity, they're all familiar. You need to get this area loosened up on you. It's a big part of it. Of course, if this is tight, that's gonna be a problem. You need to get that loosened. If you have elbow pain, a lot of times it's because this area is too tight. But the problem is, is if this area is not draining, again, you're going to get that roadblock in this area. So that lymph is gonna stay stuck in that area. Happens to me all the time. You can look at a picture of me one day and I look like I've lost five pounds and my arms are super shredded. You can look at a picture of me the next day and I look like I gained five pounds and I don't, then my arms don't look fat, but they look like beefier or more muscular or more fluid based. And it, nothing changed. I probably just didn't sleep well, and I probably laid the wrong way, and I woke up swollen, and I really need to spend some time stretching. In between sessions, I do that chest doorway stretch because it makes such a difference for me. I really can feel the circulation. Even just standing here with my arms open like that, I can feel the circulation. It just makes all the difference in the world. So I just want to recommend that. I'm always going to try to do everything I can to throw in um, that uh, that body part. You know that 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 could really help you with your health. I firmly believe in chiropractic medicine uh, because I believe that, well, there's good chiropractors and bad chiropractors, right? Just like there's good doctors and bad doctors. But I believe that what's going on inside you so many times can be happening um, just because of how structurally off you are and how imbalanced you are. And as we go, I'll teach you things like that, like how you can get acid reflux just from having a compressed diaphragm, you know, things like that. So that forward shoulder, Posture will come back and cause that issue. You know, so when we think about our structure, the reason why integrity. Puts such a strong focus on structural integrity is because we believe that we just really can't make that many great changes with you, and you're not going to feel the full impact of how great you can feel every day unless you get that structural integrity. You know, it doesn't mean we don't try to strengthen you along the way, or that we don't still do cardio and try to burn calories, but we really try to put the emphasis. uh, on, um, we really try to put the emphasis on being able to, uh, get you structurally sound. Um, Carmela, I know you're saying that you don't have sound, but my microphones are still plugged in. So I'm hoping everybody else has sound because, uh, if not, I have no idea why you don't have sound, but I sure hope you get that back, Carmella. Um, so, so far we haven't shut down and I've talked for a whole hour so. Praise the Lord. I prayed about that. I really wanted to make sure it didn't happen. And again, uh, like I said, I think the wifi was, was the issue last time. Now why it, it didn't ever happen before. I have no idea. Okay, great. I'm glad to hear that. Um, Okay, now the last thing I wanna talk about is discipline. And so this is kinda how I'm gonna block up our sessions. I mean, it won't necessarily be the same order every time. I may start with the exercise component of it. Um, Carpal tunnel, thank you so much, okay. Does that drive you crazy when you know what you're trying to say and you can't get it out? But carpal tunnel, my client had carpal tunnel in both hands. She was going to have the surgery. That's what I was talking about earlier. And uh, she didn't have the surgery. She She still went back to work in a factory, but she put a layer of movements into her day every day. And that kept her from having to have that surgery. Praise God for that. I mean, that's amazing to, to just completely be able to avoid a surgery like that. So what we're gonna do is, is we'll, we'll have just different segments like that. There'll be an exercise segment, there'll be a uh, nutrient uh, ingredient segment, and then there'll be a preparation segment. And that preparation segment might include cooking, but it also might include, what do you order when you go to Red Robin? What do you order when you go to Chick-fil-A? What do you order when you go to Wendy's? What do you order when you go to Qdoba? So don't think it's always gonna be about cooking, There will be lots of cooking options, but in real life, there are just days when we have to be able to do the curbside pickup at Red Robin and we have to eat a lettuce wrapped hamburger on our way to somebody's baseball game, right? Like we just have to be able to do that. So I want to teach you what those options are and how to make them as clean as possible. Um, And then there will be a discipline section. And like I told you before, discipline means so much to me and in my business Uh, I feel that if I just acted like a motivator to you, or if I taught my trainers to just simply be your motivator, as soon as your motivation would run out, as soon as there was a death in the family, you lost a job, you had a bad breakup, uh, you, whatever would come up and you lost your motivation, not because the motivator out there wasn't doing their best or because I wasn't in here trying to do my best just simply because life happened uh, and and you just were not feeling the same from that line of motivation, what'll happen is, is you're not gonna get anywhere. You're gonna learn, oh, I can do this for six months, but as soon as the bottom falls out of a situation, I fail and I go right back to the old foods. I got tired of that. I did that for probably six years of my career, and I helped a lot of people lose a lot of weight. I helped people get in magazines. I helped people win bodybuilding shows. I helped kids get scholarships. But then what I was realizing was what was going to keep them there? How were they going to learn to do this for the rest of their life and discipline is the word? It's the keyword. If you haven't watched that Jocko Willink video that I posted, I would watch it. It's a really good point. He does have a pretty t- intense voice, but that's just Jocko. So you gotta love him. You either love him or you hate him. But uh, most people either love me or hate me. Either or me too. So I understand. But discipline changes everything. I'm gonna post a video today that is another retired uh, uh, military person. And uh, it's called Make Your Bed. And if you haven't heard it, uh, you really want to listen to it. It's short. It was a graduation commencement, I believe that he was speaking at. I believe it was. And uh, he just talks about making your bed every day. And he actually wrote a book and it's a really good book. And I keep it next to my bed because it reminds me that I need to wake up and make my bed every day. I am so thankful to my parents that I literally would get in trouble if I didn't make my bed, like I would get in trouble. They would say, Debbie, Ann get in there and make your bed. When you first get out of bed, you make your bed. You don't spend half the morning with your bed, a mess. What if someone came over to visit us? You need to have your stuff picked up and cleaned up and start your day out. Right. If you're going to start your day out in a mess, then the rest of your day is going to be messy. If you don't care about that detail, are you going to care about the other details in your life? Thankfully, they taught me those things because really it's a great principle. And so that's kind of what he's saying about making the bed. If you start your day with that first thing on that right foot, then you start everything else. You put your dishes in the dishwasher. You know, you put your things under the sink instead of having a big mess on the counter. You start layering it up and then before you know it, you go to work and your desk isn't a mess at work. You're more organized with your schedule. you actually schedule your workout in your day because you make it a priority because it comes a habit it becomes a discipline that no matter how tired you are no matter how busy you are no matter how many kids you have you still make it to the gym because you're disciplined to do it and you've woke up you didn't hit the snooze button you just got up and you did the work so that's where discipline comes in so when i post that uh make your bed uh, video it's pretty short. I would listen to it. It's really good. That, that message has really blessed me and it really hit home because my parents taught me that. Now, this comes from the Jocko Willink book, and it's titled, Where Does Discipline Come From? Where does discipline come from? This is a simple answer. Discipline comes from within. Discipline is an internal force sure you can have discipline imposed on you by a person like a drill instructor or that self-help guru on tv but the reality is he won't give you real discipline because that external discipline is not strong it will not survive it cannot stand on its own what you are looking for what you need is self-discipline self-discipline as the very term implies comes from the self you It comes from when you make the decision to be disciplined, when you make the decision to be better, when you make the decision to do more, to be more. Self-discipline comes when you decide to make a mark on the world. If you don't think you are disciplined, it is because you haven't decided to be disciplined yet. It is because you haven't created it, yet you haven't become it yet. So where does it come from? It comes from you. So make the decision. Make the commitment, become the discipline, embrace its cold, relentless power, and it will make you better and stronger and smarter and faster and healthier than anything else. And most important, it will make you free. The reality is I could be the greatest coach on the planet. You could pay me tons of money, but at the end of the day, I I can't make you be disciplined. I can give you all the principles, make your bed every day, put your dishes away, start budgeting your money better, start making sure that your drawers are more organized. I can give you crazy principles, get up and walk first thing. I I can show you all these ways, go to the grocery store on Friday, thaw everything on Saturday, put everything ready to be in the crock pot on Sunday. I can give you all those patterns, but you still have to go home and do it. And it's so easy to start answering messages and get behind and not do it. It's so easy to get to where you're talking to someone in your house and you don't do it. It is so easy to put others before you, but you can't do it. You've got to stay disciplined to the flow, or you'll sink the ship. And here's the thing: every now and again in life, the sip, this, the sip, the the ship is going to sink. Okay, it is. I mean, I've had plenty of people come in here that gained 20 pounds over this quarantine. All right. And their ship sank. Okay. They, they lost the discipline. They walked away from discipline and completely divorced it for eight weeks. And they hid from me because they didn't want me to know. Right. But who cares? So they wake, they walk out of my office and they start the discipline right back up again. They lose the 20 pounds. They're right back on the train again because there's more to it than losing weight. There's more to discipline than losing weight. It's having a healthy heart. It's having a healthy body. It's not having a toxic system. It's being able to properly digest your food. It's not walking around with migraines every day. This stuff is very, very important. And if you've screwed up, you're human it's not that big a deal. You can get right back on the train again. So don't worry about it. Please understand that a screw up is not an end, okay? It's it's just a hiccup, and you get right back on the train again. But please know that discipline is the key to success in any area of your life. When it comes to an athlete, what makes certain athletes better? Talent. Some people are just born with genetic talent. I've watched that, okay? I've witnessed that. And then I've witnessed people that were not born with genetic talent. And I've watched them work a hundred times harder than the people that are born with talent. And they finally get to a point to where they're measuring up to this person. But imagine this person with talent, if they had the same amount of drive as this person, they would be here they would be unstoppable they would be untouchable and you can think of that in every area of your life and you can apply that to your children you know you can teach them that of course it's important to be a kid and be have fun and and to, and to do the things and relax and be able to you know kind of do fun kid things but also if we're going to teach them how to do something let's teach them how to do it in a disciplined fashion sophie wakes up and she makes her bed that's the first thing she does. She gets out of the bed, she turns around, she starts making the bed. Okay. She puts all the animals back on the bed. It's all made up and it's cool. She's eight and she actually does it really good and it looks really pretty. And I I, I don't fix it. You know, even when she was four, I never let her see me fix it, you know, unless I wanted to show her, Hey, that big hump that's in the center, that's your sheet. So let's roll down your comforter and let's pull your sheet up and she'd see it. And then I'd show her how to do it. So she didn't have a lump in her bed anymore. Instead of like secretly fixing the lump every week, because I didn't want to hurt her feelings because I was just proud of her for making the bed. I taught her how to make it without a lump. Then, then going forward, she takes even more pride in making the bed because now she's made it without a lump and she feels even better about it. Now, what does she do as soon as she takes her clothes off? She doesn't throw them on the floor. She has a really pretty hamper in her closet. It's pink and it, it's, it's got the pinstripes and she picked it out and we put you know some ribbon on it and she throws all of her dirty clothes in that really pretty hamper. And that's just a systematic process. She goes, she gets dressed, she brushes her teeth, she cleans her ears, she puts her earrings in, brings all her hair stuff, and then she comes downstairs and I fix her hair downstairs while she's eating breakfast. This is what we do every day. Um, It's not a military home. I mean, I wasn't in the military but what it does is it creates a pattern of consistency for her so that every day she's not walking around in her pajamas for the first 3 hours of the day or every day I don't go upstairs like Sophie your your room's a mess your 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 people are all over the floor your little stuffed people and your your bed's not been made I don't ever have to have that conversation that's a headache that I don't have to have but even as an adult you know, you, you gotta be able to make those same decisions because otherwise your spouse might come home and be like, I'm so sick of walking into a messy bedroom. You know, I don't want to get into a messy bed. I don't want my room to be a mess when I come home at night, or I'm so sick of walking into a messy kitchen. And sometimes your spouse won't speak that to you. They internalize it because they don't understand why you don't, load the dishes or they don't understand why you don't clean up the room speak it out explain that it's important to you explain that it matters to you and then work to adapt to each other's needs so that you have less frustration in your home but if you're going to create discipline i guarantee you you will be contagious to others your discipline will be contagious to others it just is it's amazing how it happens my child watches me and she watches my discipline i get up I exercise. First thing I do is I drink my coffee with my dogs. I read my Bible. She comes out there, asks me what I'm reading about. We talk about the Bible, okay? We do it every morning in the summer. Then we go inside, I feed the dogs. I go upstairs, I exercise. She exercises. She does it because she wants to. I don't tell her she has to. She could go in there and play her toys if she wanted to. It's contagious. Everyone in your family will start to see it. But if you just hired me to come into your house and rah-rah with my pom-poms motivating you, you can do this, you can do this, keep going, you can do this, at some point, like I said, as soon as something bad comes up, you're gonna quit. It does help to have me in the background with a pom-pom. It really does. But at the end of the day, sometimes you need someone in the background going, you really just need to get out of bed and you need to quit hitting the snooze button because it's holding back your whole entire day. And the reason you have anxiety on your way to work is because you snoozed for 20 minutes and that was the 20 minutes that you really needed to use to clean up your bathroom, make your bed and load your dishes. So now when you come home from work at night, you have a messy bedroom, a messy bathroom and a messy kitchen and you feel anxiety as soon as you come home too. That snooze button caused that 20 minutes uh, that you could have done something effective with. I realize there's going to be a day you're going to hit the snooze button every now and again, but see the trickling effect and, and recognize the impact that consistent discipline can have in your life. Discipline in your eating almost always equals discipline in other areas because your brain changes from it. You become so much more clear in your thinking and so much more focused. You're not so up and down from the sugar and from the carbs and from the bad ingredients, you stay very focused and consistent and you can be more disciplined. Discipline in your exercise. Most people that are disciplined in their exercise are usually disciplined in, in their food or they're disciplined in other areas of their life. Most people that are disciplined in their finances are usually disciplined in cleaning their house. Just look at how it trickles. So take small steps. It doesn't happen overnight, but apply the word discipline to your life from now on. Start thinking of ways that you can become more disciplined. Listen to some of these videos that I'm going to post for you today. I really believe that they'll help. I pray that this message has helped you guys and I pray it strengthens you Uh, again. Uh, I'll do all that I can to try to answer questions. Um, you know, I, I I have to be somewhat broad because, you know, I can't write a full dissertation. And a lot of times we're going to do a segment on the exact question that you might have. So I may say that. Uh, but it's been great dialogue so far. You all have shared some good recipes and things. And that's what I'd really like for you guys to do because I want you all to bless each other with this information. So I really hope this helps. Um, if you want to be able to listen to it again, but don't want to have to watch the video, remember on Monday, Justin will post that podcast and you can listen to it as a podcast. And again, remember those dates, um. I'm still going to plan to have a message on July the 4th. Uh, So, you know, if you're going to, you know, not be able to make it live, then you can just record it, you know, or you can just listen to the recording. Um, So the entire month of June and the entire month of July, we will not miss any dates that that is the plan. However, uh, for the month of August, uh, we will not do the first and we will not do the 29th. And we'll just kind of see how um september um and october obviously in november and december we'll have a week that we'll miss due to holidays um but we'll see we may have others that that we may not so thank you all for listening i'm so glad to be able to spend saturday with you um my hope and plan uh would be that uh in august that we would start meeting in person Um, I'd like to hope that everybody would be comfortable with that, but it wouldn't offend me in any way if you all didn't want to meet me in person. Um, I'm going to still record it the same exact way. It's going to be right in front of me. Only other people are going to be there, too. Uh, So you're not really going to experience anything different if you decide to not come in in person. But I also just wanted to afford you the opportunity to be able to come in and meet in person and just kind of have that dialogue. Given that there's nothing crazy that happens in the next two months, that would be my plan. Uh, So for the month of June and July, remember that you have those personal training sessions that you can use. And then the hope would be that in August, we would be able to have a scheduled group uh, training workout that we would do at 11 o'clock before our session. And then all of you can come in and do that group training workout. And that would be with Mike Stout. Or it would be with Sheila Stender. And they both do an amazing job at that group training. So you'll you'll be in really good hands. And it's just nice to learn from different trainers. Uh, so please let me know if you need to get that scheduled. I hope you guys have a great day. It was really nice spending the Saturday with you. We'll talk to you soon. And I'll be sharing some things on in the group that I spoke about.